0: The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Hello, hello, and welcome to Tuesday, April 26, 2022. It is 532 in the morning, and this is my final solo day. Sean will be back tomorrow. 5 a.m. confessions. I'm having a hard time wearing deodorant these days. <laughs> It's probably good Sean isn't here and that I am in this studio by myself. No, I'm kidding. I don't smell bad, but I did have a quite traumatizing event happen to my armpit the other day. Um, I went to grab my deodorant from the cupboard and accidentally grabbed a brand new one, you know, that still has that plastic guard on it and really wouldn't feel very nice if you accidentally jammed it into your armpit and then swiped it down like you were putting deodorant on. Um, It wouldn't feel nice. It didn't feel nice. It still doesn't feel nice. Armpit slice. I thought a paper cut under the nail was bad. This may be worse. Catalytic converter theft is on the rise across the province. Now, this is the part underneath your car in the exhaust system that converts toxic pollutants into less harmful gases before they're expelled. However, they contain small amounts of platinum and palladium and rhodium, and people want them because of the rising cost of metal. And if someone steals your converter, if your car is high enough off the ground, apparently it's only gonna take them about 30 seconds to cut it off with an electric saw, but it's going to cost you at least $500 to replace it. Love it. And this sounds so ridiculous, but the other day I actually saw a dude advertising on Facebook Marketplace that he was in search of catalytic converters and he would pay top dollar for them. What? <laughs> Tell me you're a thief without telling me you're a thief. Tell me you run in the wrong crowd without telling me you run in the wrong crowd. Tell me I won't report you to the police. Uh, no, sorry, that one's not true. I'm reporting you to the police. Ugh, so scummy. All right, I got Jay on the line. He wants to weigh in on this catalytic converter thing. What do you have to say, Jay? The
1: uh, purchase and sale of catalytic converters is an actual business.
0: You're kidding. I know people...
1: No, I know people that go to junkyards and pay top dollar for these things. They'll pay in excess of $250,000 and go and turn around and sell them for $350,000. And it's a daily business.
0: You're kidding. Well, that makes me no, feel a little no. better because I was so offended. I was like...
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So these... It's business that these people do. And yes, there are people that stealing them and things like that, but... On the flip side, um, yeah, it's an actual, it's an actual thing. And yes, you're right for the precious metals and things like that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a global article that just came out that like the theft of it has gone up like tenfold in the last two years of people stealing them.
1: Yeah, because it's easy and it's, there's they're not traceable, right? And so now shops are actually putting on theft deterrence so that you can't steal catalytic converters.
0: Oh my gosh. What does it do? Like it, like beeps at them or like how does that happen
1: <laughs> yeah the minute you cut into it it starts it sets off the car alarm
0: wow okay well that's good I feel like I should get one my car's pretty high
1: <laughs> oh yeah definitely it's uh if you ever worry about that definitely a good thing to do
0: oh man yeah wow what a crazy thing well I'm really glad to know that there's some like honest folks out there selling them
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no I. I know I know guys that like I said they'll pay $250,000 Load up their trailer and then take it in and make three hundred fifty thousand, right? So wow,
0: how many would you need to do that? Like, cause it, if it's only five hundred dollars to replace it, like, what? How much? Thousands. Thousands of catalytic converters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening here?
1: <laughs> you need uh, a big old trailer and you take them all in and card.
0: All right. No. Good to know. Yeah. Thanks, Jay.
1: No worries. You have a great day.
0: You as well. Thanks for listening. Okay, so maybe this guy had good morals and he was just suggesting that you take your catalytic converter off before you take your car to the junkyard. I don't know, I'm not buying it. Each year we get a couple days to a couple weeks where we can go outside with just a sweater and no bug spray, or open our windows and not worry about the hole in the screen because the bugs haven't woken up yet. Those days were few and far between this year, but they're over. I'm sorry, I said it. (laughs) Yesterday morning, I found a big spider in my bathroom, and I wasn't waking my husband up to put a glass over top of it and take it outside, so the spider died. Um, Then my husband said when he got home from work, he found three just inside the door, and I was like, oh no, that is not allowed. (laughs) Those little guys don't pay rent, and they can't stay. And honestly, little guys is a complete understatement. They were not small at all. And so I have this stuff called spider ban and ban is what I do. I ban them for my door frames. I ban them for my window frames. And to be honest, I turn my deck into a bit of a fortress and I ban them for my railings as well. (laughs) The crazy thing is this spider ban works so well that I would actually become a salesperson for it if I didn't love my job so much. I won't see another spider inside till next spring. And honestly, like it's good for the spider too, because if my husband isn't home, that spider is suffering a whack to the head. You know when you put something back in the wrong spot because it's convenient for you, but you really should just take the extra two seconds and put it where it goes? That was me yesterday. With my credit card, of course. Um, I went and got gas, and I just shoved my credit card in my back pocket, and I thought, I'll deal with that later and put it back in my wallet. Drove home, started doing a bunch of yard work, and then I went to leave my house a little later, and I was like, oh, is my credit card still in my back pocket? No, it is not. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. So then I didn't have time to look for it at that moment, so left the house and came back and it was dark. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it's me in this flashlight. And I am out in my yard searching the ground for my credit card, thinking like, is it going to get super windy? Is a credit card light enough to be picked up by the wind and blown away for some thief to be like sweet let's go on a shopping spree I don't know Um, so I didn't find it out there and I came inside and I was like maybe I was smart maybe I did put it back in my wallet maybe I put it over here and I'm looking on nightstands and I'm looking everywhere and this morning I went to grab my mittens out of my purse and there it was just free floating in there there was no need for me to be out on my hands and knees with my flashlight looking in the backyard no need whatsoever It is National Volunteer Week, and all week long, we are highlighting different people in our community who are making a difference by volunteering. And we put it out to you guys to nominate the people you know are making a difference by volunteering them over on our website, and there's still time to do it. We've got three days left, Um, but first, let's call today's winner. Hello? Hey, Kayla. Hi. Hey, it's Steph calling from Mix 103.7. How are you? Hi. Beth, how are you? (laughs) I am good. I have some good news for you today. Do you? I do. Did you know that it's National Volunteer Week? I think I saw an email about that. All right. Well, for National Volunteer Week, we teamed up with Hillcrest Montessori Elementary School, and we brought volunteer a volunteer, and somebody has volunteered you. Oh. So basically, <laughs> I don't know what that means. They went on our website and they said, Kayla is an amazing volunteer. and no way. <laughs> Yeah. They wrote about how you're a lifelong volunteer, that you're always welcoming kids into your home, whether they're just staying for dinner or for months. Um, you're always up for learning. You're one of the key players in getting a new woman's shelter off the ground in the region. You're a girl guide leader for years. You're extremely creative, and you're always making time for others and bringing your daughters along to volunteer with you, and they think you're amazing. Oh, that is so awesome. (laughs) I have my cat in the car, and he's not very happy right now. Oh. (laughs) You hear him yelling in the background. I do hear that a little bit. I'm glad that's not one of your kids. (laughs) (laughs) I, I had to say something about it. He's not impressed. Well, the good news about this volunteering is that that means you also won a one hundred dollar either gas or grocery gift card. Should we figure out what it is? Okay, I'm happy with either. All right, let's That's open awesome. it. awesome. You are the proud winner of a one hundred dollar grocery gift card. Yay! Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, congrats, girl, and thanks for volunteering and making a difference in the community. Thanks, Steph. You are so welcome. If you know somebody who's making a difference, why don't you volunteer them? Still a few days left for them to win either a gas or a grocery gift card from Hillcrest Montessori Elementary School. Head on over to our website, Mix1037FM.com, and nominate a great volunteer in our community. Volunteer them. This morning, we have Josh Houlin on the line. He is a member of the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 955. And we're going to chat a little bit about the National Day of Mourning. Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: I'm a business agent with Local 955 here in uh, Fort McMurray. Um, Been in the office here now 10 years, uh, doing what we can on a daily basis to help our members out there.
0: And Wednesday is National Day of Mourning. Can you tell us a little bit about what that means to you?
2: Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a pretty serious day uh, for anyone, I think, that works in the construction industry or mining industries. Um, you know, it, it, it was established back in, in 1984 by the uh, Canadian Labour Congress as a day to, to remember those brothers and sisters that uh, died or were hurt on the job or, or contracted serious illness while on the job. Just a, a day of memorial to... Uh, to appreciate the struggles that they went through.
0: And as someone who is a part of the union, how do you believe the union works to help keep workers safe?
2: Well, uh, unions historically have long lobbied for safer uh, work conditions, uh, uh, beginning uh, uh, back in the the, uh, late 1800s for us, uh, uh, for the International Union of Operating Engineers, that is, um, you know, for example, lobbying to shorten uh, work weeks, we had uh, our initial members, uh, founding members that were working between 60 and 90 hours a week. You know, so exhaustion was a major issue back in those days. And I mean, it's, uh, 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 that's a major concern uh, uh, from a safety perspective. You know, uh, People just wore out on the job, right? So uh, we've carried on since then. And, and uh, you know, regularly, uh, when we get a chance to meet with uh, contractors or uh, site owners... Uh, you know, regular discussions with uh, safety concerns and, and you know, uh, every effort to uh, make the make the industry safer for our members.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. Um, if somebody was listening right now and they thought, you know what, I am working in an unsafe condition, is there somewhere they could get more information?
2: Well, you know, uh, Steph, with t- today's, uh, you know, modern world of the access to uh, technology and information, uh, you know, if, if if they can't get the information they need from their employer – they could, uh, if they are a union member, of course, they could reach out to their union, or uh, they could go online and, and, and uh, you, you know, you could Google the Alberta Occupational Health and Safety uh, Board uh, for contact information and if, if absolutely necessary and contact them for help.
0: Wow, awesome! Thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with me.
2: No problem. Have a great day.
0: You as well. Usual lawn care appliances. You know, you might have like a pressure washer for your driveway, lawn mower, leaf blower, maybe, weed whacker. That's about all the power tools you need. Maybe a hedge trimmer. Um, my husband, however, has kind of added our shop vac into one of our lawn care tools. <laughs> so, a couple of years back when we bought our house, the lawn was Filled, Absolutely filled with dandelions and they went to seed and he didn't want to mow the lawn and spread more dandelion seeds around. And so he was in the backyard with a little handheld shop vac sucking up every last little dandelion seed fluff trying to prevent the spread of weeds. And uh, (laughs) yesterday... There he was in the backyard again with the shop vac. This time our backyard floods and we usually have like a little sump pump that pumps the water out into the front of the yard. And um, he was finding that the sump pump wasn't quite able to get that last bit of water, and so he was like, you know what? I'm gonna rib up the shop vac, I'm gonna put it on the dolly, and I'm gonna vacuum the water out of our yard. He literally was vacuuming the lawn yesterday. So I guess maybe shop vacs they should be included in those like lawn care packages because we We've used it twice, and frankly, it's working for us. Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Now available every
1: weekday.